the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in. It's the Thursday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer. I'm Jack Windsor, Editor-in-Chief of the Ohio Press Network, uh, filling in for Bruce Hooley. I'm joined in studio by our friend Bob Clegg with Midwest Communications and Media. Bob, welcome back. How are you today? Hey, good, Jack. How are you? I I haven't been sleeping, and we're going to talk about that. Oh, okay. That's (laughs) not good. (laughs) So we've got a lot to to cover today, uh, but I want to set the stage for you. So Bob will be with us, uh, I think, for the first hour. Yeah. Accurate? Sure. And then uh, our friend Mark Weaver will be here at 1135 again. Okay, And he's going to unpack – the, the Michigan Supreme Court decision, which was different than what the Colorado Supreme Court said, and we're going to figure out why and uh, what that might be a prelude to. Um, we've got a constitutional amendment proposal in Ohio to discuss, a GOP primary, House Bill 68, uh, toxic diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, and, and maybe some similarities between the Biden administration and presidency and Jimmy Carter's presidency uh similarities differences and then of course we've got it we've got to talk at some point about do the, are there any candidates that have the cajones to talk about what's really going on in our world right now the fact that we are at war internally domestically uh it's a different type of warfare but uh the elitists are going to pull out all the stops to maintain control of our country and they're going to talk about it as if they're saving a democracy when in, act, when in actuality they're, they're saving a system of elitism that we're not really uh, the, the beneficiaries of. Or part of. Or part of. <laughs> George Carlin did a skit on that. I don't know if you remember that famous skit where he talks about, like, there's a club and you ain't in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, is, which is absolutely right. So uh, Lad Dilgard will be here at 12.06 uh, to kick off the second hour. And then uh, Adam Hewitt friend of the show, 1235, and uh, we're going to talk uh, a lot about the DEI and deep state stuff with uh, with Adam. But, Bob, um, anything on your mind before we jump into this uh, proposed constitutional amendment? No, I just hope you had a good Christmas. I, it was awesome. Good. It was awesome. Good. It goes fast. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. I travel a lot, so I, I get my mm-hmm. daughter on Christmas Day, so I drive to get her and then uh-huh. come back, and so that kind of you know, eliminate some time that we would otherwise have. But we had a great time with family. The kids had an awesome time. Good. And uh, we got a lot of time together, which is most important. How about you? Did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, great. I mean, uh, we had everybody in town and around and uh, a lot of family, a lot of food. You have any traditions that you... Well, we're Italian, so we do the seven fishes on Christmas Eve. And, um, you know, that's fun. Uh, A lot of food. Uh, you know, well, what? Is, OK, explain that to me. The seven fishes. I've heard that, but I don't know specifically yeah. what that well, is. Well, um, the actual seven fishes is a 
and not really – it's an Italian thing, but it's more of an Italian-American thing. Okay. Because what happened was they, um, uh, my family comes – part of my family comes from Campania, which is Naples, but we're in the mountains, uh, you know, uh, east of Naples. But Campania is very big with, uh, obviously, fish. Okay. So Christmas Eve back there, you always did fish. Now, for some reason, when it was brought over here with the immigrants – uh, they changed it to the seven fishes. I don't know why seven, but seven sacraments probably. Oh, uh, that makes you know, sense. Something, something like that. So, so do you fry them? Pardon? Do you, do you deep fry the fish? Oh, you all different kinds. We had um, we had mussels. We had clam chowder. We had pasta with a tuna fish sauce that my mom used to always make. It's really really good. That's like my favorite. And you know all these different uh, shrimp. You know all these different kinds of dishes. See, so. I've never done that, and I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe I am part Italian, but that—that that <laughs> is a tradition I could be one hundred percent on board with. I, I tell my wife Whitney, I could eat seafood every day. Yeah, every single day. I just oh, yeah. love it. I, oh, yeah. I can't get enough of it. Um, so you know, before we went on air, we yep. talked a little bit about uh, you know. And by the way, we told you this was coming. Oh yeah, in August, you know, Bob and I talked about this a lot. Uh, it's it's important to amend the Constitution to a threshold of 60 percent requirement to amend it again. Right. So keeping the threshold to amend it 50 percent plus one vote makes it real easy for people who have a vested interest, lots of money and the press on their side to come into the state and make some radical changes. We yeah, saw it because they can't one. get their people elected in Ohio. That's what it's about. And it is about that. And, and I look at it and I say it's also about a broken press. I am sick and tired of being sick and tired of seeing particularly some members of the state house press who, uh, whether they work for newspapers or TV stations in the area, they're on Twitter. And it's just they're full on propaganda, yeah, yeah. man. And, and it's gross because the average person doesn't have the time to devote, Bob, like you and I do, to be in the weeds. And so they expect people in the press to tell them the truth. Which is why I was a huge supporter of a 60% threshold to amend the Constitution. One, it's a foundational document. Two, it's really hard to get the truth. Yeah. So uh, there's a new amendment proposal, and uh, Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose is denouncing it. Uh, Secretary LaRose will be with me tomorrow afternoon to talk about it. But uh, this – and of course, the left, Bob, they're great at wordsmithing. It's called Secure and Fair Elections <laughs> Amendment, Proposed well, Amendment. Well, remember what they did uh, 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 with Issue 1 this year, you know? <laughs> what was that? Uh, protecting women's health? Protecting women's health or reproductive freedom or Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was – I mean, it sounded yeah. good. It wasn't, we're going to legalize abortion. And kill babies up to birth. Up yeah. to birth. Yeah. And that, I guess that one wouldn't sell very well, would it? That wouldn't sell well. And, and it wouldn't uh, – neither would the uh, – Hey, we're going to possibly let your kids cut off body parts, abort their pregnancies, and do other crazy stuff. And uh, because it's a constitutional amendment, parent, you can't stop it. And you don't even need to know about it. You don't even need to. Yes, because how terrible is it for a kid to be outed to their parents? You know, there are school districts in Ohio that actually talk about oh, it. Oh, I know. And teach it oh, and I practice know. it. Oh, I know. And it's under the radar. Olentangy yeah. Local School District, I'm talking about you. Um, you're an embarrassment. I know that you're the the gold standard in the state of Ohio, according to the Marxist rules of what make a good school. Um, 
but it's gross. It's really, really gross. So this proposed amendment is uh, it's shocking. You had a, did you have a chance to look at the bullet points? Yeah, here? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's everything I would have expect from a group like that on the subject matter. It's crazy. Um, so here's what it would do, and it calls these rights in regards to voting. You have a these are your rights in 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 terms of your constitutional right to vote. If this amendment were to pass, it would create an automatic voter registration. Don't know what that means, other than I guess if you have a social security number, you are registered. Every yeah, every single human being over the age of eighteen would be automatically registered in the state of Ohio. We can cuss and discuss these for a second, maybe, but uh, unchecked same day voter registration and voting—that doesn't look terrible. Oh yeah, I mean, Wisconsin has that. And, yes, they do. And you just walk in and you just say, "Okay, I want to vote." Well, well, are you registered? Uh, it doesn't matter. I want to register today, right now. Do it, and they have to. Well, and then I, I can hear some of you going, well, but okay, the, the legislature just passed a law last year that said photo ID is required. Not so fast, my friend. A signed declaration of identity to replace a voter's photo identification. So I can show up, no photo ID, give them a name, say, I'm that person. Yeah. You can sign and say, yeah, I'm that person, and you may not be that person. And you may not be that person. But you can vote. You can register and, and that vote person and vote. may be dead, for all you know. You know? <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, well, but, you know, we take those people off, right? The people who are dead. Oh, yeah. We, we clean the voter registration rolls. Uh, wait a minute. Where is it? It is uh, – okay, yeah. A ban. On the removal of inactive voter registration records. Of course. How are they going to cheat if they take off all the dead people? As required under current state and federal Federal. law, resulting in these registrations remaining on the rolls despite the voter having moved or died. Well, that may be the big problem that these idiots came up with for themselves because you cannot go against federal law. So how can you put something on the ballot – that would, you know, uh, go against federal law. That was going to be my question to you, right? Like, um, and, and that's took, a problem. Took a constitutional law class, and the ex- image I always have is like the, the federal law, the federal rules are kind of the parameter, and you can go inside of that, but mm-hmm. you can't go outside of it. Meaning, you can be a little more strict, but you cannot be more liberal. No. And so, this to me, yeah, that's would a problem. Mean that can't work. Yeah. And maybe we'll ask Mark Weaver about that. Yeah. Um, I don't see any problems with this, do you, Bob? <laughs> now, Jack, remember, I used to be Assistant Secretary of State, so I kind of know a little bit about this stuff. That would be disastrous for the state of Ohio. We told you it was coming. It's here. The storm is here. The 30 foot wave is crashing along the shoreline. And. Um, Maybe there's a, something we can do about it. I hope you can swim. Hey, stay tuned. More with Bob Clegg on the other side of this break. Welcome back in. Hey, I want to remind you to check out optouttoday.com. That's brought to you by the Freedom Foundation. Now, the Freedom Foundation has been freeing government employees from union bondage since that Janus decision five years ago. 
when the Supreme Court said you don't have to join a union to get a government job. If you have a government job, you don't have to stay in the union. And if you're not in the union, you don't have to pay union dues. Now, if you opt out, you will save about $1,000 a year given Bidenomics and its wrath on middle class America. That's real money. Better part is it keeps the money from union bosses. And I hope you're awake to this now. If if you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know that union bosses monolithically support the Joe Bidens, uh, come all the way to D.C. to cackle Harris's and and, in all the progressive movements that you hate in our schools. So uh, thank you to the Freedom Foundation for creating optouttoday.com and for supporting the Ohio Press Network. Okay, Uh, joined by Bob Clegg in studio. And, uh, you know, I always wish that there was a microphone (laughs) that folks could hear what we talk about on the break. It's good stuff. Uh, Big, big announcement. Yeah. Last week, uh, Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States of America, vying to be the 47th, uh, endorsed Bernie Marino. Yeah. For U.S. Senate. Not surprising. No? <laughs> no. What, what do you think about that? So that didn't surprise you. Why did you think he would do it? Uh, I Well, Jack, go back all the way to January of last year. I think it was January last year. Mm-hmm. Remember, Bernie Marino then was running for Senate. Yep. 2020. Yeah. yeah but yeah. he left the campaign trail to go down to Mar-a-Lago, had a meeting with President Bush or President Bush, President Trump. I'm getting all my Republican presidents screwed up. Uh, he had a he had a meeting with President Trump yep. and um, came out and then announced he wasn't he's was dropping out. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, JD Vance did a, a endorsement of Marino yep. a couple months ago. Yep. Uh, I mean, it all fits. The pieces all fit together. Fit together. And and Donald Trump was at Emily Marino's wedding when she married Max Miller, who was a former. Trump yeah. Uh, yeah. White House aide and gave a speech. And so yeah. I'm a, with you. A lot of connections I, there. So, I mean, not surprising in the least. So what do you make of it? Do you think that that changes things? My gut reaction was Frank LaRose might be in trouble. But then my understanding is that uh, Uline poured $3 million into uh, Frank's campaign. And then, you know, Matt Dolan, I think, is, is you know, on. I don't know, unfettered odd, by that. Odd man out. I mean, he he did fairly well last year, but you had a much broader uh, field with more individuals in it, and uh, he ended up in third and, uh, you know, good third, but he'll end up in third again, but it won't be as good of a third because there's only three candidates. So, but, um, you know, I think it's a game changer. I mean, I, I really do. I mean, look at what happened with the J.D. Vance endorsement. J.D. was, I mean, I think he was in third or fourth, I think fourth place. Fourth even. maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and boom, that, that that ended that. So I don't see why it'd be any different with Bernie Marino. So Bob France, a uh, friend of the show, uh, a guy at our sister station there in Cleveland, he and I have this discussion, and he's like, wow, the Trump endorsement doesn't mean what it used to. And I say in Ohio it does. Yeah, I mean. I genuinely believe oh, in Ohio it still yeah, does. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I think it's. It's uh, it's it's a game changer. I mean, I really do. I think uh, Marino's got to be viewed as the uh, front runner. Now, polling's going to be a little bit behind that. Okay. Uh, so you know, polls may come out and still show Frank in in first place, but he's had such great name ID statewide. Um, Bernie is spending a lot of money on TV. Yeah, you're uh, counting that up. It's like yeah. one point. 
something. Yeah, I'm sure he's well over two million. You know, uh, and he's going to spend even more uh, coming up because remember, you know, uh, our primary is until March 19th, so we got a lot of time still to come to run TV commercials. So, so do you think that all three candidates stick in the race? Oh yeah, I think if anybody would have dropped, they wouldn't have. They would have dropped last week on the filing deadline, and and nobody dropped. So, um, they're gonna. I mean, I think all three are gonna campaign through the end. Yeah, I I wonder. I feel like a three way race. Uh, I feel like a three three way race benefits Bernie. Oh yeah. Oh versus yeah. Versus a, a two way race. Yeah, but I uh, I think even with a a three way, he's gonna. He he could get over fifty percent of the vote. Wow, that would be something. Yeah, but um, I'm not saying he is, but I mean, I I think it's possible. So it's interesting. He's he's spending a lot on TV, and I saw today that Vivek Ramaswamy is keeping his campaign expenditure at the same level, but he's cutting all TV TV ad yeah. spending mm-hmm. and uh, his. Uh, I don't, I don't, not press secretary, but I guess she's uh, the the campaign spokeswoman, uh, Tricia McLaughlin said, "TV ad spending is antiquated." <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Where do you think that uh, Vivek will will push his money? And is there something that other candidates are missing? Uh no. I think he's preparing for the eventual dropping of his candidacy. And why spend a lot of money? If you already have figured out in your head that by Super Tuesday, you're going to be out of this thing, you know. So we'll talk about the primaries in just a second. But I, I got to ask you this. Um, did you see the tweet that was sent out that shows uh, Vivek? I believe he was in Iowa taking questions from the audience. Yeah. And there was an LGBTQ supporter who was. Rancid at one point, just very angry, uh-huh. and you know he gave her the microphone, and I'm certain that I'm going to be, um, you know, guilty of misgendering here. Gave her the microphone uh-huh. and let her talk, and they had a, a back and forth. He said something that was really interesting, and, and I'm bringing this around the barn. He said they will do anything to maintain control. Oh yeah, and he said, but it's in our own party <laughs> as well. So yeah. Vivek to me. And that's the that's only a, guy. That's a dig at Nikki Haley, obviously, but go ahead. Well, I think he's the only guy saying it. Oh, yeah. Well, I think he's the only candidate saying it. Trump will say it. Yeah, Trump would say it, sure. Um, I mean, but it's obvious. It's, it's it's you know, Nikki Haley's getting all this Koch brother money now, and, you know, that's part of the, uh, you know, keeping things under control. Well, we'll talk about the primary because there are some important dates. One's only 19 days away. The Iowa, yeah, um, yeah. Do you think anybody? Thirty seconds. Do you think anybody stands a snowball's chance? No. Okay, I, no. I agree. No. I guess I don't understand. I mean, I do. We'll talk about this because they're they're all elitists. Why they don't consolidate money and power and actually go after winning the election and defeating the Democrat in office? That would just make too much sense, wouldn't it, Bob? Yeah. All right, uh, Bob Clegg will be with us when we come back, but so will. Mark R. Weaver, former Deputy Attorney General of the state of Ohio. We're going to have some good conversation. Stay tuned. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.